This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward and welcome to a very special leap day edition of the podcast. Are the fireworks going off and I can't hear them? Like, why, do we need this... fire... why do we need fireworks? Because we're rah-rah. I'm a rah-rah kind of guy. Oh, so we can rah-rah today? We can rah-rah today. Okay, if we can rah-rah today, then not only is it leap day, then this is our 200th podcast. Woohoo! Yay! All right. All right. It feels like just yesterday. No, it doesn't. It's been a really cool journey. And it's almost two years, probably close to two years to the day. Something like that. Most we definitely. It's very episodes. close. Yeah. yeah. And we kudos to to you, our producer, Dave. Thank you to the amazing Dave Maxwell for being the most incredible producer ever and for making me sound semi-intelligent over the last decade and making us sound like we know what we're talking about for the last 200 episodes. It's very awesome to have that type of talent available to us. And I get to show up and talk and that gets lost sometimes. And what's really interesting is my wife has gotten into listening to a couple of different types of podcasts. The genre just spans the scope. And I'm amazed at her ability to listen to different types of podcasts. And of course, she gives me feedback and she listens to our podcast, which is great because I have this really internal voice in a way that says good, bad, and so most of the time it's good, which is great. And she doesn't have to tell me that, but we hear it time and time again, the sound quality, everything about our podcast that is super, super professional. And that's Dave Maxwell. And so thank you, Dave. We love you. Or I love you. I don't know about, well, Shane's never met you. Anyway. <laughs> I haven't actually met Dave. I don't even know if he's a real person. I'm thinking someone who may not even be a real person. He's like Charlie in Charlie's Angels in a way. Oh, he'll or the love Wizard that reference. I guess I just painted us as one of the angels. I don't really want to do that, but he is a Charlie. <laughs> I don't really want to paint myself as one of Charlie's angels, so I'm not really sure where to go with this. Good morning, angels. But since it's our 200th episode and it is leap day, leap year. Wow. Now you want to talk about cheesy. Let's go with taking a leap of faith with your agency. Okay. That's timely, especially in this marketplace. That's certainly timely if you really back up and think about it. It's even what I would call an evergreen topic. If you're going to start a business, run a business, be a small business owner, which all of us are pretty much going to be small business owners. Let's just be realistic about this. There may be the one-tenth of one percent that actually end up running something larger than a small business. Because let's not forget that small businesses are generally defined up to a couple hundred employees, 250, maybe even in some circles, even up to 500 employees. There's just not a lot of insurance agents agency organizations that reach those heights and 30 or 40 or 50 employees in an insurance agency organization is a very sizable organization. Really that fun to chase that many cats? It feels like a lot. I've got it really good at 31 personally, but I also don't know what it looks like at 60. If we were to double, does that feel good? I can't get my head around that really. That's obviously not necessarily the goal. 
but most independent agencies, 80% are under 10 employees. We just need to set that stage and say, aren't we all taking a leap of faith? Isn't it necessary that you take the leap of faith at some point in order to either start the business, grow the business, sell the business? That's a big leap of faith as well. You and I received an email last week that talked about so many people are not making the move right now from being in an exclusive agency to owning an independent agency because of the market that we're in. And people are not wanting to necessarily engage and take that action until the uh, current hard market resolves itself. And I thought, okay, that makes sense. And then I see our new Integra agents that are coming on board with us right now that are taking that leap of faith, even though the market may not be perfect, which I don't know if it ever is, but they're doing it anyway. And they're being successful. And I'm so excited for them for saying, hey, look, it may not be perfect, but realizing the time is never perfect. It's like having a baby. You hear people say, oh, we're going to wait until we're ready. I'm like, what does that mean exactly? This is the time. Have the baby. Start the business. Not have the baby literally necessarily, but start the business. Take that leap of faith. Believe in yourself. And at the point that you have that belief in yourself and you're financially somewhat ready to support yourself for the first two years, just do it. To quote Nike, just do it. There's a spot on point in there of there's never a perfect time. There's so much truth in that. When we decided we're going to move from our starter home. So our path was very simple and somewhat standardized. Get married pretty young, 22 years old, get an apartment for a year, buy a little two bedroom, one bath remodel job, live there for eight years, build a house at the age of 31 or two, whatever that was adds up to. And we made a decision that we're going to build more house than we needed at that time. And our goal at that point, we just made a decision. We happened to be in a decent interest rate cycle in 2004, 2005. And we made a decision that we were going to do this. We just both felt very comfortable with, we're not going anywhere. We're going to die in this house. That's a big, bold statement at 30 something to say, we're going to live in this house for 50 or 60 years, health willing. That's what we did. And that's where we've been for almost 20 years. But that was a decision we made. And here's the thing. One of the key factors of making that decision was I had this conversation with this older family friend. He's been in the cattle business forever, an old cowboy at nearly 80, still doing his thing. And he made the comment one day and he said, there's never a good time to build your house. You just build the house. And I remember that because I was talking to him and I'm like, I really want to build a house. We drew up the plans. I don't know. We bought the land. I don't know if we can do it. I don't know if we can do it. And he just looked at me and said, just do it. Just like Nike says, just do it. Just build the house because there's never going to be a good time to build your house. Just like there's never going to be a good time to have kids or whatever that is. There's never going to be a great, perfect time to start an independent agency, to leap 
from one distribution channel to the other, to whatever it is, to make that acquisition, to hire that next producer. There's never generally going to be a perfect time. And there is going to be a leap of faith in one way or another. And so sometimes you just got to go. I love the definition of the word faith, and that is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And here's the thing. If you don't have faith in yourself, if you don't have complete trust or confidence in yourself, that's where you need to dig deep. Dig deep right now. You're it. And I have so much confidence that if this is what you want to do, you're going to figure out a way to make it happen. Sometimes it's just taking that first step. You've done your pros and cons. You want to do this. You're ready to do this. If you're already in your agency, you want to take that next step. You want to do that next thing. But that faith in yourself sometimes just isn't there. And figuring out, working through why you're going to believe in so many other things, but not believe in what you can personally do. Why do we do that? We get this fantastic idea. We put it on paper. We know this is going to work, but then something or someone or our own personal thoughts hop in and they're like, yeah, but, and how many extraordinary things in life don't happen because of yeah, but there's a lot of negativity in the world, in the marketplace, in business in general. This isn't just an insurance agency or insurance industry thing. This is just the toxicity of the planet in a way. There's a spiritual element to this. Obviously, prayerful consideration, discernment, understanding that there are going to be naysayers, even still to this day. 40 years in business, 25 years in agency, network, model, different models, yes, but been doing the agency network, agency group thing for 25 years now. And there's still people I run into that have something negative to say about an agency network or about the independent agency system. I even heard an independent agency the other day sent me an email griping and complaining, just to be blunt, that this so-called independent agency system isn't all it's cracked up to be. Now, this is a guy that moved from the captive system because they were mad about the captive system. There's always going to be negative people. And the question is, are you listening to the negative people? Or are you listening to your own prayerful discernment? Are you listening to the positive people in your life? Are you surrounding yourself with positive people or toxic people? Who gets your time and who are you listening to? And if you're listening to people that you wouldn't really want to take advice from, then that's a problem. It's really important that we keep that perspective when we're thinking about this leap of faith. And that's something that took me a while to learn. I have struggled at times to discard the significant minority negativity or complainer just because it was a negative comment. I wonder how many other people feel that way. And the reality of it is that it's one out of 10 at best. Maybe it's one out of 20 and you can't make decisions on those percentages. You just got to flip that around. Yeah, but 90%, 95% are saying go and yes, and this is great. And we tend to spend all of our energy on that five and 10% thought process. Another definition of faith is inner attitude, conviction, or trust. 
trust is what stands out to me. Really hard for us to trust as human beings. Trust is that thing that's almost impossible to earn, but it's the easiest thing to lose. And that is something that is interesting to me because there have been many conversations with producers, former captive agency owners who have made that leap, who have started an independent agency. And I tend to see us as an organization, me as an individual from a leadership standpoint, I tend to have conversations over the first one to three years. And a lot of those conversations are centered around building trust. And it's because of an experience that person maybe went through in another agency, in another organization. When you put that in perspective, we automatically think, I got burned here, so everybody's bad. Or watch your back. Or I can't trust anyone. That can cause us some pain and that can cause us to not make the leap. Everybody's out to get me. Everybody's not out to get you. Some people are out to get you because some people are out to get everybody. It's not just you, but there are some other people who are out to help you and want to see you be successful and want to see you grow a business. And what I want you to do is find those people. That's the key to this leap of faith piece. There's something really cool going on my desk right now. And I have a crystal cube on my desk that I'm sure that you have as well. They were gifts from our our Integra team members for Boss's Day last year. And they've got something different etched on each side. And one side has our core values etched into it. And then the back side has our corporate mantra of do the right thing. And it has your dad's name underneath it because that was his quote. And so right now the sun is shining through this beautiful piece of crystal. So the shadow is on my desk. And so the words make it personal or like, I'm going to put this picture on our social media page so you can go see what's happening on my desk right now. But I just think it's really neat in this moment. And so the part of our core values of make it personal is shiny. And then as the sun is shining through, do the right thing in your dad's name. It's like in shadow on my desk. That's what we're saying is do the right thing. Make it personal. Make it about you. Take that leap of faith. When we talk about our core values and we use make it personal, so many times we look at this as make it personal for the person you're talking to. And we forget there's the side to make it personal for yourself. And we're always worried as agents about taking care of everyone else, but it's okay to make it personal about you too. And that's what I'm talking about today when we're talking about taking that leap of faith. Make it personal. Do the right thing for you. Have faith in yourself that you can start that agency, that you can take the agency to where you want it to be. The timing's never going to be right, but have the faith in yourself to make it happen. I'm a huge Godfather fan. I literally watched a clip last night. The reality of it is that I'm on record saying the Godfather got it wrong. It's not personal, it's business. That's not right. I'm going to tell you that my opinion is that's not right. Meg Ryan got it right in You Got Mail. It is personal, especially in the realm that we're talking about as small business owners. Of course, it's personal. It's your business. It's your livelihood. It's your income. It's your family's 
you know, your family's anchor, your ability to send your kids to school, your ability to have a retirement. This is very personal. That's one of those things that really came out of developing our core values and why make it personal was so important is because we never want to lose that small business feel. Think big, act small. We wanted to always keep that sort of mindset. And that's where the make it personal thing really got developed. The minute you say this isn't personal, it's just business. That's when you need to check yourself. That a calloused coldness that doesn't belong in the small business genre, so to speak. And it's really important that we see the make it personal for what it should be. Going back to the fact that this is our 200th podcast, this wasn't something that I came to you and said, hey, Shane, let's do a podcast. And you were like, yeah, that's a great idea. I don't remember the exact words that came out of your mouth, but you gave me that infamous look of yours like I have three heads. And it took a while for us to get to where we could do this. And now it's second nature. So if the first thing that happens is you have this idea and you want to do this, and that's the response that somebody has, don't give up on it. I had an experience last night where I was really excited about something and Daniel and I had talked through it. We had this conversation and it got shared with someone and they thought it was a really bad idea. And I was just down for a little while. And for the rest of the evening, I was quiet. I was contemplating because it was wise counsel and I was contemplating and I was going through it in my head. And Daniel and I got home and he looked at me and he's, okay, what's wrong? And I went through and shared with what I was feeling. And he said, but that's not what you believe and it's not what I believe. And yes, that's wise counsel. But ultimately, we have to trust ourselves because this is us. And it wasn't that I didn't respect that person's opinion because I very much did. And I appreciated the thoughts that they shared with me. But it was also something that we knew that we could do it. I have a mentor that's become a friend that probably worked with for about five years now. Not one time has he told me what to do. When my dad was alive and I would have these ideas that I was so ecstatic about, I would run into his office. It was so funny because he was a banker. And so the bank was one side of the building and the insurance office agency office was the other side of the building. And his office was in the middle with a door going both directions. So you could enter his office from our insurance agency or you could enter his office from the bank. And during the day when he was in his office, unless he had a meeting going on of some sort, both doors would stay open. And I would be so excited about something. And one of the things that I've harped on for first generations talking to second generations and bringing them into their business is giving your children space, giving them room to fail, the room to be creative, bring different things to the table. Not one time, just like my mentor, can I remember my dad saying, that's a bad idea or don't do that. There was a point in time where I was being dumb and I was spending on technology for no good return. And he allowed me to go, but he said, okay, that's it. Find another way. And so that's different. That's not no, that's you're going to have to find a different way because I'm not going to keep pouring money into this. You got to find a different way to do this. It's really important that when you have somebody telling you 
that an idea is bad. That may not be great wise counsel. The most wise counsel I've gotten in my life has never been surrounded with no. It's simply been surrounded with thoughts of, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And it allowed me to think out loud, work through the idea. Some I went forward with, some I did not. I honestly think that's how our podcast got started. That was more of an internal question about myself. I had zero questions that Tanya would be good at this. I knew that it was really about, am I willing to commit the time? Am I willing to do this? Am I willing to put myself out there, take that leap of faith and make myself vulnerable? What if I fail? I, I don't want to fail. There's a prideful thing here. When you put yourself out there, you become super vulnerable to the risk of failure. And there's so many great examples throughout history of incredible leaders, innovators who failed. That's why I'm not an advocate that people fail, but I am not one of these guys that sits here and says that failure is not an option. Failure is always an option out there. And sometimes the failure has to happen for you to grow. One of the things that I did wrong last night in this conversation is that I preach that you find that one person, you find those two people that you really trust, and you only share your ideas with that person. And that you don't tell everybody what you're doing to get their opinion. You can discuss it with the people that are involved or the people that you want to be involved or the people that are closest to you. This was a situation where I was excited. This was somebody that was on the fringe of the group of people that may have been involved. And it just happened. We were all talking and it just came out. This is what I'm thinking about. And it really put a damper on the idea for me. And then today I woke up and I'm like, I just did what I encourage people not to do. And that is tell too many people what you're going to do. I have seen so many people with fantastic ideas have them kiboshed because they got 8, 10, 12 different people's opinions. And it's something that I'm very careful not to do. Last night I did it and it was a reminder of why you shouldn't do it. Take the leap of faith, believe in yourself, seek wise counsel. But I love Shane's reminder of maybe that wise counsel doesn't say no. Maybe it says, he said to me about two weeks ago, I'm new ventured out right now. <laughs> Let's write it down, let's highlight it, and let's come back to it later. I'm impressed that actually stuck in your brain. That's actually pretty impressive. Any opinions, any guidance beyond a small circle, a pretty tight small circle, mentors, anything beyond that, you're just basically asking for somebody to validate the reason why you shouldn't. Or you're asking for confusion in your own mind. You're inviting confusion. You want a guaranteed way to not do something? Ask 8, 10, or 12 people. And you won't do it, I promise you. Because when you get to that number, you're thinking, oh, I need to ask that many people to get a sample size to see if I've got a majority. Let me tell you, even if 8 of the 12 
think it's awesome, you're going to focus on the four that think it's not a good idea. And when you focus on those four, they're going to tell you why you shouldn't do that. And when they tell you why you shouldn't do that, you're going to start questioning everything in your mind. It's about the close circle. And you may have to develop this. If you don't have that close circle, it's okay if you need to spend a little bit of time beforehand developing that close circle. That close circle is extremely important because we all need someone to bounce things off And obviously, if you're married, a spouse, that's great. But you need someone else in addition. And if I say three, in my mind, it's a spouse plus two. If you're not married, you don't have a spouse, you don't have someone close to you like that. It could be a parent. It could be a sibling. Make sure it's a sibling that has some knowledge about what you're talking about. And then it's friends or seek out a mentor. I didn't really think that much of it until I realized that I had a built-in mentor in my dad until he was gone. And that's when it became obvious that, oh, wow, I've had this mentor. My mentor's gone. I need to do something different here because I'm in a vacuum. I went through that year and a half process of where do I go? What do I do? My wife was extremely happy when I found a couple of mentors and everything didn't have to go to her as, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I still talked to her about it, but it became less of a burden on her to be that one person. Happy 200th episode. Thank you so much for listening to us, for giving us your time, for investing, for having a leap of faith in Shane and I and in IA Forward. Is a 200th episode like a 200th? anniversary in podcast world? Yeah. I mean, it's an anniversary. It's a milestone, whatever you want to call it. So happy anniversary, IA Forward Podcast. It has been such a growing thing for me, and it has been such an exciting thing. And it's one of those things that I'm always going to be able to think back on and go, wow, that's how you step out a little bit, take a leap of faith. That's how you get out of your comfort zone. So I'm so excited that we're here. Here's to the next 200. Thank you, Tanya, for all that you do with this. Obviously, thank you, Dave, for all that you do. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from my first sports crush, the great one, Wayne Gretzky. You will always miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.